guys, welcome to the Cultivate and Keep podcast. This is uh, Jeremy and Corey. Yo, yo. What's happening? Nothing much, man. Just chilling in my sweats. I think nice. I've worn like the same basic outfit for the Me last too. three weeks, basically. So I think I kind of stink too, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Uh, but healthy, no coronavirus for me. It's good. No cold. Um, so yeah, all's well, man. Good, man. I'm glad. Thanks. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I feel like I've been wearing the same thing the last couple of days, but that's okay because <laughs> I get to be home. So that's right. Yeah, it's not a problem. Yeah. I, I think I like it actually. Yeah, it's yeah. permissible. You exactly. are allowed to. Yes. It's okay. So don't judge me. I won't. I yes. won't. Um, so I know today we wanted to talk about what's been going on because we kind of have to, right? With basically how strange the world is right now and what's going on today is the what's today the recording the 25th of march um so we're recording basically like a month into the outbreak Mm -hmm. essentially um i don't know about you but i think at first i was pretty not skeptical but i was kind of just like "Eh, it'll blow over Mm -hmm. like just like every other you know ebola sars like we'll kind of like get a handle of it and it'll Mm -hmm. blow over pretty quickly but it's been pretty astonishing the mm-hmm. way that it's affected yeah. literally the entire world right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, um, well, me and you both were in Europe, right? When kind of when all this was yeah. starting to fester. Ironically. Um, yeah, we got back, I think like two weeks later, kind of things escalated. And you got back like, what, three or four days before things escalated, right? Yeah, three, like basically, I think it was four days before Italy went into quarantine. Yeah. And you were in Italy, right? We were in Italy. Yep. Yeah. So uh, when we were out there, like I don't know about you, but I saw a lot of people with like masks on and you saw like a lot of like just precaution, like signs, stuff like that. And I don't know, I, I kind of felt like you like, oh, this is, you know, this is going to pass and it's going to end or whatever. And I still believe that. But um, I kind of felt like it was being bigger, like being made bigger than it actually was. Yeah. And then really all the way until I think it was two Wednesdays ago. Um, when the NBA season got canceled, that was for me like the, the big, and <laughs> yeah. well, for a few reasons, <laughs> A, I love basketball, but no, um, because I, I think that was the first like big organization, like taking like mm-hmm. drastic steps. And so yeah. when that happened, that's when I got a little freaked out, like, Oh, okay. Like this is like, you know, like a big thing we're, we're facing right now. And so, yeah, dude. And then obviously the last two weeks things have just like, um, you know, gone drastically, I'll say drastically worse, but. Um, my precautions have increased and, you know, lots yeah. changed. So things kind of have gotten drastically worse though. Like it's, uh, there's, I don't know, there's some skepticism about, who, uh, I don't know. It's a little bit hard to tell like propaganda between mm-hmm. fact, but I think the facts are pretty clear about the number of cases and the number of mm-hmm. deaths and especially the areas affected. Um, even then, like, I feel like just the way that it's affected things, not even how serious it is. Although I do think it's pretty serious, especially hearing now about like people needing to be on ventilators and especially a lot of elderly people who are very affected. Um, the way that affects you too, you know, basically causing pneumonia. It's, I mean, it's, I think it's more serious than people think, but, uh, like the sheer effect of it, regardless of what it is and how serious it is, it's just, it's been crazy. I mean, it was pretty much overnight that, when like uh stay at home orders or quarantines went in effect that i mean people lost jobs businesses uh closed down either temporarily or permanently um entire you know economies and cities were just flipped like a switch yeah well i mean how has it affected you like how have you seen 
if at all, like, has it affected the way you are, like, living day to day? And, like, besides staying home, obviously. Well, mm-hmm. you always stay home. But, right. um, like, you know, to what if, um, to what extent has this impacted you? Yeah. We've definitely been super blessed. I think we are, like, uh, like, very minimally impacted. So, we both, you know, work from home. So, not a huge change there. Uh, I still walk the dog twice a day. Not a huge effect there. Still go grocery shopping once or twice a week. Not a big effect there. Uh, we don't eat out as much, although we do eat out sometimes because we want to support local businesses. But um, I mean, the real effect, right? It's just been like, okay, we can't like really eat out somewhere. We have to take out. Mm-hmm. Um, at work, not much has changed. We've had a few cancellations, um, but they're like the businesses that are getting hit really hard. Yeah. They're like in the travel industry or they're, uh, you know, serving restaurants, you know, basically their mm-hmm. customers are hit. So they're yeah. losing a lot of customers and then uh, they're canceling their subscription, but it hasn't been anything drastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen a lot of companies that have had to lay off like mm-hmm. half uh, up to half of their workforce yeah. just overnight. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, honestly, not much has changed with me or with us. Although I will say Monique, um, you know, was planning for a few makeup sessions canceled, obviously. Um, we're still planning on doing some, like selling some ear- earrings online and stuff, but, uh, now people are kind of holding on to cash, yeah. you know, not really yeah. in the mood to spend a lot of money. So yeah, I mean, that's definitely been affected too. Um, but otherwise for us, yeah, again, I mean, I feel like we've kind of skating by so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you guys? Yeah, um, well, you know, the effect has been pretty drastic. Um, Yeah, I mean, so with our event business, um, pretty much, well, not pretty much, every single event for the next eight weeks have all been canceled or postponed. Um, And so, like, that in itself is just, like, a crazy, like, logistical, like, frustrating (laughs) thing in itself. Um, And then now, um, it's, like, starting to carry over into, like, May and June. So, we've had a good amount of people reach out about postponing or canceling and on those dates as well. And even a few in July and August. So it's like, mm-hmm. you're just kind of crazy to watch the effect. And so like immediately with everyone for the next eight weeks that canceled or postponed, that basically means that like our income has in a sense, they come to a standstill because like the way um, our business operates is when a client has their event, they pay the remaining balance was, which is typically 50%. They pay that two weeks before their event and then if they're going to book an event, they obviously pay a 50% deposit. And so with no events happening for the next, you know, 8 to 12 weeks, there's really no income coming in from the second half of those deposits. And then also everyone is pretty afraid right now. So no one's booking new events. And so yeah. like as a whole um, for our company and many other you know businesses like ours, like income has drastically changed. And so, yeah, it's a huge impact on us. And um, yeah, so that's been... Uh, I think financially and like the stress that comes with that is probably been like the hardest part for me. Um, because you know, while income stops, all of our expenses continue. And so that's like the, that's the hard part, right? Cause it's not just per- our personal expenses, but the business. And so that's big. Um, and then, uh, I was telling you earlier, but, uh, I've been going through and kind of just calling a few clients and checking in on them and like seeing where they're at, if they're interested in booking future events and, and all that. And I've been really surprised about how many people I've spoken to that have gotten laid off or mm. just out of work or yeah. whatever that looks like for them. I would say at, at least half people I called said, yeah, like I want to book, but I can't right now. Like I'm out of work, you know, I'm, I'm laid yeah. off, whatever. And so I think like, uh, it's definitely affecting a lot of people. I'm kind of like seeing that. And so 
Yeah, man. That's kind of it's crazy. how we're doing. I mean, I think I saw, I don't know exactly what the number was in reference to, but it was like basically the essence was the expected number of people uh, to file for unemployment for the month of March was like 280,000 in, in our nation. Uh, which it would be more than that. Right. That's a lot, but. Well, it that's what it was. God, that's okay. what it was. That's what I was going to say. It was pretty low, especially considering we have over 300 mm-hmm. million people. Uh, again, I don't ex- know exactly what the number was in reference to, but then after everything has happened, when they re-calculated mm-hmm. things and started seeing all the applications come through, they're expected to see, I think, over 3 million Jeez. now. It's insane. So, I mean, if that's anything, I don't even know, again, what that's, if that's just in, uh, I think that's nationally. I think that's mm-hmm. across the states. But even then, right, I mean, that's a huge yeah. increase. So many people. I mean, we know a lot of people that got laid off who were furloughed. So basically they're like temporarily laid off, but they still get benefits, uh, but they can still file for unemployment. Um, businesses. I mean, I, I literally couldn't even imagine owning a restaurant right now yeah. and having inventory, still having to pay rent. Um, I mean, I, I think that a lot of real estate companies are probably, you know, they at least have some cash flow mm-hmm. to be able to deal with things like this. But even then, I mean, people who can't pay rent businesses yeah. who can't pay rent, um, I was talking to someone who is a commercial real estate investor and he was telling me that he's had a couple of people reach out and be like, Hey, I might not be able to pay the full amount this month. If any, mm-hmm. um, it's crazy times. I mean, yeah. the world has basically like come to a pause. Yeah. Everyone stay home. Yeah. And, but okay, here's the crazy part though, is that some businesses are just going wild right now. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, and there, there's one that I'll mention cause they actually have a really good resource for this, but, uh, there's one called do not pay. And they create these like kind of consumer software products to like help you, um, not like fight the government, but like, uh, for really complicated things like flight cancellations or parking tickets or paying rent, which is what they're doing now. Basically like they provide these services and they're just seeing a crazy uptick. Um, there's others like a lot of like remote working type of software mm-hmm. products. Some of our customers at Barometrics that have literally doubled their business overnight. It's crazy. Like just had a huge wave influx of new sign with some people needing their type of services. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interested to see kind of like what the end result of this is, especially mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the things I want to talk about was kind of like, I mean, what's, what's the role of certain entities <laughs> that we have available, you know, but there's like the stimulus package that we're talking about right now. There's loans, there's people trying to support local businesses. There's people filing for unemployment, but like, what do you, what do you really do in a time like this where it's not like, it's not like an economic crisis. And mm-hmm. then it's like, the stock market crashed and therefore these other things happened. Mm-hmm. It, there's literally a virus out there killing people yeah. and it's causing these other things across the board. Yeah. So unprecedented, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, what do you do? Yeah. Who even knows? Yeah. Well, I feel like, um, like surprisingly, like I think like I've been learning a lot with all this, you know, and like, um, cause like I just shared and we have been affected a lot. I think, um, like looking back at it, like, kind of thought like when we started this business like what like what would cause a failure or what would cause like a setback i never mm. even imagined it would be something like an invisible virus right like i just never imagined that Crazy. um but what's interesting is like i whenever i thought about like us failing i thought of it about like 
just like us on our own. And it's weird how like mm. everyone is affected right now. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's failing, but everyone is affected. Yeah. And so I don't know. I think it's like as much as it sucks and as much as I like not happy with what's <laughs> going on. Um, it's actually, I think been good for like me and just, I don't know. I think just learning and like, um, you know, there's a thing for everyone, but it's like a lot of things we can take it for granted and a yeah. lot of things that we don't actually like stop to think about whether it's, you know, just going out freely or, um, being able to eat what we want or, you know, right. uh, be less, um, be able to shake someone's hand. Yeah. <laughs> shake someone's hand, being a little bit like less, um, less tied with our, with money and whatnot. And so I think like that's been good, but I think more like, for me, more on like a, um, I don't know, like, like a level of being able to trust God and just like hmm. really um, like not rely on myself because for me, there's literally nothing I can do. Like I, right. It doesn't matter if I work longer days, if I think of some like, you know, crafting new something, like it doesn't matter. Like yeah. what's going on is out of my control and I, and I can't help it. And so it's like really like with everything that I have, like I have to just trust and rely on God. Hmm. And so we all know that we've, we've all heard that. Um, I feel like for me, there's been times in my life where I've had to, had to do that more times than other others. Um, and recently that hasn't been too big of an issue, but right now it's like everything, right? All I can do is trust God. And so yeah. that's been good. And that's been like a good thing for me. Um, also kind of got me thinking like, uh, you know, you always hear like basic financial advice, like, uh, you know, keep six months of expenses in the bank yeah, and right. like all, yeah. all these different things. And it's like, um, like now I know why. <laughs> now, yep. now it, it makes sense. Yeah, now it just makes like perfect sense. And so I think just basic th- stuff like that, you know. Um, I've been, I've been. Um, what else? I also want to say like not getting like caught up in like too much of like news headlines, you know. Like mm. um, I found myself like just sitting by my phone getting updates on like Twitter or like Fox News, or whatever it is, just like yeah, and constantly looking at updates, and that's not good. <laughs> so um, it's really yeah, not. just like not letting like the loudest like news cycle like you know <clears throat> freak me out or whatever and so yeah yeah i was i mean i think we kind of all were to some degree but like even if you were working it was really hard to work just because like your mind is somewhere mm-hmm. else and you're yeah. thinking about other things it even feels it felt like weird almost like wrong to work in a certain degree because you're like supposed to do things like business as usual, but like business yeah. is not usual, yeah. you know, like the world is not usual mm-hmm. right now. So it felt kind of like awkward to just continue on as if nothing happened, yeah. even though it's kind of like, what other choice do you have? Um, but w- one of the things that I was really thinking about was, I mean, how it's affecting churches too. Yeah. And I mean, one, obviously churches are not meeting right now. So that's an interesting thing in and of itself. Like what does a church do? Mm-hmm. I was also thinking financially for churches. Uh, I mean, it got me thinking after our talk with Frank, especially about how, how much money is tied up into in-person giving as opposed to mobile giving or mm-hmm. uh, digital giving. Um, Cause I mean, I mean, that's hard if you're mm-hmm. a church, right? And they're also paying a lease and or salaries uh, and or other kind of fixed or variable expenses. And, to not meet on Sunday, mm. you know, where that's like your one chance a week to receive that financial support you need. And then for the government to say, Hey, we're not meeting for eight yeah. weeks, you know, or at least a month. Uh, like, what do you do? Like uh, now's a good time to start your mobile mm. pay <laughs> or like get people to set up automatic payments, you know? And yeah. I mean, nothing's changing on our end. We're still tithing the exact same amount, mm. same time. Um, but for so many other people, it's new, you know, like, is that going to be a, and imagine, right, the, the, not in the global scale, but even just in America, 
like how that affects churches nationwide. Yeah. I mean, I think even um, if, if churches have like the online giving set up, a lot of people are like scared to tithe and they're like, you know, yeah, so changing it, changing it up, but just not doing it. And so, yeah, I think the effect that churches are facing is, is big. And so um, I don't know why, but for us, I mean, Connie, like when all this started happening, like we felt this like really strong sense, like, whoa, let's let, let's make sure we're like 100% up to our, like, to, uh, to our giving and make sure we're mm. staying on it. Cause it, for yeah. us, it was like, like more than ever, we need the favor of God right now. And so we don't yeah. want to like cheat him out of any money and like, withhold what is his you know so mm-hmm. i wanted to uh kind of talk about a few things that um, i've been doing that have been helpful for me um yeah. with everything going on and so uh one of them has been like uh I- anytime possible like at our home to be constantly like playing worship music hmm. um and i think it's because um i think just all like the news articles and like all like the like if you look on any form of like social media everything is about uh, the coronavirus and so yeah. for me it's like my mind's constantly like thinking of that anytime my mind's not occupied um it's going back to like worry and stress and so playing worship music like has been really really good for us and um really encouraging mm-hmm. um secondly uh just starting my morning off like being really diligent about like praying and reading like every morning and it's been super helpful um and then thirdly is like doing my best to keep like routine in my life and so i know that like work looks different right now like what i'm working on and like just my normal schedule is kind of thrown off. And so like doing the best that I can to kind of keep like my normal structured day, um, you know, whether it's working on different things or different order, but uh, that's helped a lot. And so, yeah, not letting it, or I guess not letting yourself just like stop or be yeah, like, yeah, okay, not well, just like sleeping until 10, laying on a couch and like watching TV all day, yeah. like, not doing that kind of stuff because I feel like it'd, it'd be very easy to, like fall and remain in a slump. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's trying to be structured. Yeah. Slumped. I mean, if there's someone out there listening who has been laid off, like now is not the time to just kind of roll over. Right. And just kind of give up. Like there still are businesses hiring. There's still need out there. You can find other ways to make money. Like there's uh, even, I think I sent you a link where mm-hmm. like Amazon's looking for drivers mm-hmm. right now, which is super random, but like it's temporary. Yeah. And Costco. Yeah. Costco too. Um, who was it? I think it was, I mean, there, there's a bunch of, yeah. uh, Oh, I mean, Grubhub needs a ton. And like, they're basically, I don't even know how it works, but I think they like waived a lot of their fees, at least temporarily. Um, but they just needed like a huge influx of workers mm-hmm. just to be able to get things to people's doors. Um, so like, don't think of any work beneath that's like, it's beneath you, yeah. you know, like whatever can p- pay the bills and get the job done yeah. is still a worthy thing to do. Um, I'm glad you shared that though. Cause I mean, again, for me not much has changed. So I haven't really even considered like doing or thinking about things mm-hmm. super differently. I also haven't done a very good job of like staying away from the news. <laughs> and normally like I'm literally, I don't even ever look at the news mm-hmm. like ever, not even on Twitter, even I'm on Twitter a lot, but, uh, it's been, it's been really hard not to, or at least to see like San Diego coronavirus news and then just like look through yeah. latest articles and like what's happening, how yeah. many things are there and, then look at Switzerland coronavirus news because we're still kind of trying to figure out what to do there. But oh, yeah. um, I think we, we finally have an answer. We're just basically going to cancel and get like a uh, like a voucher for like equal amount of pay. But um, that's good, man. I mean, I'm glad I'm glad you've been proactive enough to think about like what you should do mm-hmm. in these times. Yeah. And also um, I was thinking about that our like, typical year in, year in review, how we talk about what what, what went well, what did not go mm. so well, and what did we learn. And I was thinking like that 
very well like applies to what's going on. Like not really right now, but I think like when this gets when we get through this because we will. So at the end of this, like they kind of looking back like mm. and ask those three questions: what went well, what didn't go so well, and what did you learn? Um, like I'm already starting to do that right now, and kind of like I could see th- like what I've learned from this, you know. And so yeah, it's a good thing to do. That's cool. Um, so um, what do you want to go into next? I was just gonna say um, I feel like maybe it was a good timing to bring this up, but. You know, like, what do we really, like, do about this? And, like, especially going forward. And a guy I follow and really admire, um, Brent Beshmore, who hopefully we can get in the podcast one day. He's a super dope guy. But uh, he posted this on Twitter just as kind of, like, an encouragement to people. But um, it's by a guy named William Arthur Ward. And he says, the pessimist complains about the wind. The optimist expects expects it to change. And the realist adjusts the sails. And I thought that was good because I think there's – uh, there's definitely a lot of pessimists out there right now about like, okay, well, doom and gloom, uh, I'm out of work, my business is failing, or like, I don't want to work, there's nothing to do about this. Or maybe they're even kind of naysayers, I'm like, this isn't a big deal, and I'm just going to continue to live life normally. But you're ignoring the facts, and like, you you have to address it, you have to at least acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also the optimists, which exp- expecting things to change. I think I found myself kind of more in this bucket of like, oh, well, things will get better. And like, just kind of telling people like, it's still only temporary. And I, you know, I shot a few texts to you, which is like, hey, remember, this won't last very long. Mm-hmm. But I think that's also a little bit naive because if you expect it to change and it doesn't, what do you do? Mm-hmm. You know? And like, it's not like a prepare for the worst and expect the best type of scenario. Cause I think that's also a little bit naive, but um, it got me thinking like, so that the last part there is the realist adjust the sales. And even if it's just a temporary adjustment, I think that people need to be making adjustments, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah, um, I agree. You need to be preparing for another couple months of quarantine. Whether or not that'll happen, who knows? Mm-hmm. But you can't just be super optimistic or super pessimistic about it. You have to be realistic about what could happen. Um, so it got me thinking about, okay, well, like, if that did happen, what would we do? Like, I'd probably want to support some of my friends and family and, like, cut down on spending just to, like, help them get through this time. Mm -hmm. Um, Not a lot changed it for me, but for other people like Mm -hmm. yourself, you know, like what would it mean to adjust the sales and like, how would you want to do things differently? I mean, I know you already called up a bunch of customers, which is awesome and kind of book some new things, but like also preparing for kind of like the worst case scenario Mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, When there's some other things out there, but like, I think that's maybe just a good thing to keep in mind of like, don't just be a pessimist or an optimist, like adjust the sales. And what does that look like for you? Yeah, I fully agree. I think, um, especially like before I get, like you said, before it's to his place to where like, like you said, if you think it's going to change and it doesn't change, like, you know, before you end up there. So trust, I try to stay ahead of it basically, you know? Yeah. So if it means getting a second job, if it means making drastic changes and whatever it means for you, like do that. Yeah, I fully agree. Yeah. I mean, there, there's government aid, mm. um, there's things like that, but like also, don't expect that to come anytime mm-hmm. soon or even don't expect it to come to you. Like it could, I don't know, could be some sort of mishap or mm-hmm. uh delay or something. And so like, yeah, I haven't heard anything that said AIDS b- aid would come before like May 1st. Right. And mm-hmm. like people have rent to pay still, you know? And so like, again, it's about being proactive. Uh, and I'll, I'll look up this service and I forgot to put a link to it in the show notes here, but um, I'll make sure it's in the actual show notes. Uh, but, you know, there's services that can help you delay credit card payments, rent payments, other bills or debts. Um, the, you know, the, the U.S. has delayed the tax 
uh, was tax day, mm -hmm. tax requirements until July 15th. But also, like you could do it early and get a tax refund, which will help yeah. you. Yeah. Um, hopefully that isn't delayed, but that could help you, you know, pay the bills at least in the meantime. Um, one of the things maybe we can talk about a little bit is like the role between government and business and like the church and even other nonprofits and like what are their roles in times like these? Because while I, well, I, it, like it's terrible to see like a lot of people and businesses struggle is the answer just a bunch of government funding or help or aid um, business as well. Like for the businesses failing for the businesses uh, doing really well, like what is their role in all of this? Should businesses be helping other businesses or should people be helping other people financially? The church, nonprofits as well, you know, like what is their role in all this? I don't know what your perspective is, but. Yeah, no, I think it's a good thing to ask. I mean, also like friends and family, like what are, you know, what's yeah. the role of those people in your life? Um, well, I think that um, it's, it's been weird to like see this kind of thing actually play out, right? Like, we, I don't, think i've ever we haven't lived through anything like this you know no, we've definitely not. we've um, obviously read and learned about uh stuff in the past but it's weird like being in something now you know especially like this early on in our our adult life but yeah yeah so i mean honestly i don't think my opinions are fully developed in all of these areas um i have like some thoughts um yeah. it's weird to see like uh, the government come down with like um like strong like uh, what's the word like restrictions like you cannot do this you can do that like that's weird especially when it's affecting the church like you can't have mm. gatherings yeah. of more than 10 people and, and whatnot um, that's been odd that's been like a weird thing to kind of deal with um, uh, it's also been interesting how our pastors have like approached it like choosing to, to respect and honor those um, requirements I don't think that's a bad thing I, th I just think it's interesting how like quickly our pastors has said yes we're going to do that um, I do think that's necessary. I do think like what has happened with a lot of the restrictions and, um, and like mandates, I, I think it's necessary. And I, th I, I am on the, I feel like the quicker we do this, then the quicker this all ends. I feel like the longer we drag yeah. it out, the longer we like kind of be loose with what's going on. Don't take this thing seriously. Then, um, like the longer the effects. And so that's my opinion. I think I probably feel a bit different because I'm being like directly affected by all this. Um, and then, yeah, I think for, the, uh, for church, I, 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 in my mind, it's like a web of like family, friends, church, like government kind of all connected. Mm -hmm. Um, and I see like the strongest like support for one another should be with like friends and family in the church, um, all kind of supporting each other, you know? Yeah. Uh, when government gets involved, it's, um, I, don't know, I think it's, I don't have super strong opinion, but I think that, um, I don't, I don't feel like I'm the thought of like asking the government for a bailout is like not right with me. You know, like mm. a lot of people have suggested that uh, suggested that we apply for like one of those loans they're giving out or grants. And, um, I don't, I don't feel right about it. Like, I just don't feel like I know, I, th I know part of why government exists is to support and help the people. But I, I don't know. I, I personally just feel weird about that. I kind of feel like we are all individually responsible for ourselves. And then we should have friends and family and community to help us when we need it. Mm. So, yeah. Um, but I don't know. But at the same time, like soon we may need the government assistance. Right. And so it's like this weird balance. Like I have mixed emotions about it all. Yeah. So now I've been really mixed about it because and I, I don't want to go too far into it because it's a really deep rabbit hole. But I started reading a book. And I'm like halfway done with like seven books right now. It's kind of <laughs> dumb. But um, I figured now is the time as good as ever. But it's a book called Anti-Fragile. Um, 
by a really smart guy in the business world uh, named Nassim Tlaib. But um, basically his whole idea is like, if you think of basically anything in life or in business on a, a spectrum or on a scale, uh, on one end you have fragility or being fragile where it's like um, small shocks or you know, uh, basically you're susceptible to t- small things that will affect you in large ways, mm-hmm. right? Um, if, if you have a fragile item, right, you keep it stowed away and you don't touch it very often, you don't leave it exposed or balancing on something else. And then you have things that are robust in the middle of the spectrum. So these are things that are sturdy, they're enduring, um, maybe you know they can get through it, they're resilient, they're like cockroaches, right? And then you have anti-fragile, and it's kind of a, uh, it's actually like a made-up word, basically. Um, but his whole idea is like there are actually things that get stronger with more use or with small shocks or uh, chaos disorder, things that are harmful to fragile things. Mm-hmm. Um, and the best example I can give is like muscles, right? So when you work out, My you, muscles. that's right, very anti-fragile. Side note. Went for a run yesterday and uh-huh. woo, <laughs> feeling it. <laughs> my quads, man. It's fine. Feel the burn today. But uh, right, so with your muscles, you feel the burn because you're you have tiny micro tears in your muscle fibers, and then your muscles are anti fragile because they actually overreact and overcompensate by building uh, more tears and make you your muscles stronger to be uh, to handle even greater lengths or stresses in the future. So the more you use it, the more you stress it, the more you uh, basically like force it to exert itself, the stronger that it gets over time. Um, and there's lots of other things. So uh, basically his whole point was like, you want to be anti-fragile any way that you can, and you want to look for opportunities where there is anti-fragility. Um, and ideally you want to own or invest in things that are anti-fragile. And so it got me really thinking about like, you know, what types of businesses do well in these types mm-hmm. of scenarios. Um, how can I mi- make myself do well in this and that I will be stronger through this? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, it like one of the things he really talks about is kind of like uh, systems and governance that's anti-fragile versus fragile. And he talks about how big centralized governments are really fragile because basically they, uh, they try to prevent and minimize small stresses and shocks to the economy, to systems, to different events, but then they end up leading to a very, really big stress or shock or pandemic, um, like an economic crash mm-hmm. or like a global breakout or like a huge fire in a forest, for example, right? Like uh, over time, if forests don't have small fires, the whole forest will burn down because it's just something that has to happen in a forest eventually. It's nature's way. Whereas if you have smaller decentralized governments, um, they're usually more volatile and they have a lot more things that go on in between. But then in the long term, it's actually more stable. Hmm. And there's less, there's much smaller or even no economic crashes, no pandemics, no uh, large-scale events that affect you negatively. Hmm. Um, so anyways, it got me thinking about the way that government is doing things now. I don't really have an opinion, but it just seems kind of wrong like you said i just don't know can't exactly put my finger on it technically mm-hmm. um but it got me thinking a little bit too about like i think how the church is really anti-fragile and how when things like this happen it brings people closer together we pool our funds we help each other yeah. um 
and just how that was kind of a cool idea too. Yeah. Like we are stronger and you know, there's uh Romans eight twenty eight, like God works all things together for his good. But like, and he says like, you know, blessed are those who are cursed and rejoice uh, through persecution. Mm-hmm. And then you like, it doesn't really make sense, but then we have things like this. It puts it in perspective, yeah. right? Yeah. Of like, I can see the good out of this and there are good things come out. Yeah. And I think that's interesting. Um, one, as you were talking, one note I, that came to my mind was with all these loans and um, the, everything they're kind of offering right now to businesses, I think actually it's mainly for businesses. Uh, they want like a, some form of collateral like f- against the loan. And so mm-hmm. they're not just like helping out companies. They're saying, okay, cool. If you can't pay, like then what? And so I think a lot of companies aren't going to qualify because like what collateral you know do you have if you don't have a big list of assets, you know? And so... Because otherwise... May, you might not even leave the mill alone in the first place, right? Yeah, but and another thought is okay. Like, let's say you it, this is kind of why me and Connie have decided like to not at least for now to not apply for a loan or a grant because like, um, we believe we're going to make it through this, and we we feel like we have like enough stowed away. Like, we're, we're prepared to to weather this for some time. But um, we also have the thought like, okay, let's say we like we do get through this, and we and we will, but. Like then what we have like another loan to pay off, like another, like, right. you know, and it's just like, so I don't know. I feel like I feel that way. Then also like, again, like I said before, like the government doesn't owe me this. Like they don't, you know what I'm saying? Like I shouldn't be mm-hmm. looking to them to like bail me out. And so I don't know, but I think that's a cool point you brought out about um, just the fragility of just certain things in life. So. Yeah. I mean, one of the good things is kind of a, uh, I have no segue for this, but one of the, one of the good things, my attempt at a segue it's come out of this that I'm actually super stoked about because um, I'm a nerd and I love animals and I'm sure Zach Hayes will rejoice with me. But China, I think it was actually today, permanently banned the consumption and trade of wild animals, um, which is like nuts because they're like, it's actually like a huge part of their economy. It's like a $74 billion yeah, industry. Um, but they for years, I mean decades, have been like the biggest uh I guess like mm, enemy, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, they've been like the biggest source of wild animal trade and consumption. Uh, I mean, part of this, like this is literally how the virus started mm-hmm. uh, was from a bat and it's a virus because bats are like rats of the air and they just super contaminated and people just go find and trap bats and then put them in a soup and serve it to someone on the street. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, that's, <laughs> no, you can't do that. Same thing with a lot of other exotic animals like pangolins. Uh, my favorite little Say dinosaur. Pangolin? Pangolin. What is that? It's the thing on, on the on the screen here. They're these scaly little dinosaur looking creatures that are awesome. Uh, and they're super endangered, but they're a huge um, like black market trading item uh, for their scales and their for, for their meat. Same thing with like rhino horns. It's one of those all things right, where it's right. kind Save of like mythical. For the next, okay, the okay. Next. We'll have to have Zach back on. But uh, but like to 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 ban this is crazy because I mean. And this originated like in China, like their officials. Yeah. In fact, I mean, uh, so like coronavirus, all the coronavirus strands essentially started in China, um, and they all come from a lot of wild animals. And this is the reason why we don't eat a lot of wild animals, but like wild wild animals. You know, like we can go hunt for things. And there's a couple of risks there. Like there's still a risk that they have, they could have a disease, but especially on a mass scale, like this is why we don't do this, but also it's going to save a lot of really cool animals that God created. Yeah. 
Well, good for you. Thanks, man. Super stoked about that. It's funny watching you get so like stirred up and passionate. Because <laughs> normally when you speak, you're pretty just like, what's the word? Like mellow and level, you know, level when right. you speak. But when animals get involved, you like sit up a little bit, you <laughs> move your hands a lot, you get excited, a lot of expressions. It's good to see that. Thanks, man. Yeah. I am stoked about it. Um, well, cool. Well, I think that concludes, yeah? I think that wraps it. Oh, one more thing. Uh, if you want to shop local, give back to local businesses, support local businesses, there's a really cool project that was launched called Give Local. Um, it's actually a crazy story behind it. It's givelocal.co. Basically, what you can do is find or add local businesses to the site and then buy gift cards for that store. That The, the revenue will go to the business you keep the gift card that you can redeem later. Um, so it gets money into people's pockets to keep their business alive. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good way to do That's it cool. kind of at scale. Uh, the crazy story behind it is that five days after a couple of dudes in their basement launched this thing, uh, Gannett, which is like a the biggest media company in the US basically, they own like USA Today and a bunch of like publications and sites, bought it, acquired it for I think a pretty large amount of money <laughs> five days later That's insane. Uh, but it's a really cool site so when you go to give local.co I think it redirects now to yeah support local.usa today um, but would, would encourage everyone to at least spend some money mm-hmm. you know cool. 50 bucks 100 bucks 200 bucks adding your favorite favorite local businesses on there um, and buying some gift cards to keep them in business during these times can you add me on there I uh, will see if I can. <laughs> you can add yourself on there too. I'm just <laughs> um, but That's give cool. local.co. Cool. All right. Well, I think um, I think that wraps it up. We, I mean, we do have an announcement. We still are trying to get out there that we have merch. So yes. if you want to shop local for us, for Cultivate and Keep, for Jeremy, really. This is a great time. Uh, this is a great time. And you can get sweatshirts, backpacks, stickers, um, regular shirts, hoodies snapbacks we got everything we got 11 products on there right now and if you go to cultivateandkeep.com slash merch you can find it all there nice all right all right deuces, deuces.